soft landing fever is here. If you're not careful, you could catch it too. Symptoms include an unseemly attractiveness to the most risky financial assets, a tendency to lose focus, if not just ignore inconvenient, often contradictory data points, and a general fuzziness that seems to border on irrationality. Of course, soft landing fever and the idea of a soft landing isn't necessarily irrational. It simply looks at the situation very differently in this fog of this transition globally in macro and macro conditions as well as markets between what used to be expansion and what is likely to be recession. So it's not it's not irrational at all. In fact, it's completely understandable why people would say, okay, maybe this is the worst we will see. Now the current soft landing fever is based on primarily three major points in the three biggest global economies. The first one is the U.S. and the U.S. labor market. The labor market data seems especially resilient. Therefore, maybe the worst we'll experience is a slowdown. We'll get the payroll data this week, ADP, jobless claims, those things, uh, those, those data points too. So we'll, we'll set that, we'll save that for later. The second one, of course, China reopening. Xi Jinping has come to his sentence, has come to his senses and stopped sentencing entire uh, cities and regions into lockdowns and has said, we're going to let the Chinese economy free. And if you believe that lockdowns and pandemic politics are the reasons behind China's lethargy over the last couple of years, it's malaise, the growing danger internally in that economy, then letting China's economy come back and, and uh, removing the restrictions sounds like a legit plan to get back on track. And of course, as China goes, so does much of the rest of the world. So there's, is there cause to be optimism there? Perhaps, though, the initial signs are probably too mixed. Uh, China released their PMIs for the month of January, the first real restriction-free month in a while, free COVID month in a while. And while they showed a massive change from the awful numbers in December, they looked a lot like June when we saw China reopening after Shanghai just fizzle out relatively quickly. So even markets were a little bit unenthused about number two. But what I really want to focus on today is the third point for what I hope will be very clear reasons in a moment. The third point is, of course, Europe has dodged Putin's noose. The energy crisis that everybody had feared last year has failed to materialize, or at least in terms of specifically electricity, energy, those types of price pressures. They have abated since peaking around September and October, leading to, so far, a rebound in confidence, which many have interpreted as, that's it, we dodged, Europe has dodged a bullet. And if Europe has dodged a bullet, what does that mean for the rest of the world? We combine that with U.S. labor market strength, purportedly, China rebounding, it looks like all of that fuss and bother last year, this talk of global recession, maybe it was overblown. In fact, as I mentioned last week, Germany's government forecast for this year that there would be no recession. As Ec Economy Minister Robert Habeck, still don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I'm going to call it Habeck anyway. He said there are no signs of a significant recession, which many observers have long considered inevitable. Germany has proven its resilience and has done very well economically. You probably know where I'm going with this. These are famous last words. In recent data, which we got yesterday and today, maybe he jumped the gun. Germany jumped the gun here. And what does that mean for Germany, Europe, the rest of the world? 
That's what we're going to talk about and explore today. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, if you're interested, background detail, exclusive members, Q&A videos, that type of thing, we have memberships available for you at the Eurodollar University website. We have research subscriptions, a daily briefing where I go over the day's most important macro developments as well as situations in the markets that I think you need to know about. That's at marketsinsiderpro.com. I also put together a daily deep dive where we go deep into these topics in a current event framework and really put really pull apart data, interpretations, history, all the relevant considerations so that you can understand better what's going on in the world, therefore hopefully be far better prepared for what everything might look like tomorrow. All that information, subscriptions, memberships, eurodollar.university. I think one of the biggest problems with soft landing fever is simply one of impatience, believe it or not. Impatience, in what I mean by that is that we're, 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 led, we're almost led to believe exclusively that an economy is doing fine and it just stops on the, on the, on a, the sub, as if somebody flipped the switch and it goes from expansion right into contraction. As I I'll point out often, I mean, that's what the NBER does. In the United States, the, this group of economists gets together and says, the economy was on its way into expansion. It was continuing to expand. And then the next one month, it's contracting. It's recession. We pick a month where we decide that recession begins. But that's not actually how these things work. There is always this transitionary period. And during that transitionary period, I can say words, during that transitionary period, what happens? What we often find is instability, volatility. But instability and volatility, especially in the, in the form of macroeconomic accounts, can make it look like the economy fell off and then came right back. But then it'll fall off again and maybe it comes back, but maybe it doesn't. So we go through this unstable period that can look very ambiguous in terms of data, plus people being impatient. And, and by people, I don't just mean the general public. I mean politicians, I mean economists, and above all, policymakers who seem to believe the same thing. If the recession didn't show up yesterday, it must not going to, it might, it's probably not going to show up at all. This recency bias that dominates mainstream and public opinion and public opinion, which is drawn from these central bankers and, and, and uh, economists working at various governments, employing these econometric models, which the public probably has a feeling, but doesn't know for sure. They don't work all that well. The assumptions that go into them never seem to pan out because Number one, they don't use market data. Market data is excluded from these econometric models, mostly. And if and where they are employed, where market data is employed, it's often in a very small, insignificant way. It's not given the weight of, of consideration that it really deserves. So let's 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 turn to Europe and Germany in terms of data. T today we got European GDP, which many people are sighing relief again. According to Eurostat, quarterly GDP in the fourth quarter of last year was at least positive. The smallest, slimmest positive, 0.12% 0 
quarter over quarter. That's not an annual rate. That's a quarterly rate, quarterly rate in real terms. So a smallest tiny little positive, no negative, which again feeds this idea that Europe is managing, it's resilient, it's avoiding the worst possible case scenario. GDP obviously has been slowing all year. So 0.12% uh, is the slowest since the first quarter of 2021. 1.9% year over year, which was also the slowest since the first quarter of 2021. So from this from the perspective of the data, you see that it's coming down, it's slowing and slowing. And if it continues to slow, obviously there's nowhere left except for negative numbers. But the Germans, as well as many who, are, who have caught soft landing fever say, yes, we can see the slowdown, but that's the worst it will be. It won't get any worse. The worst is behind us. And if the worst that we ever got, if the worst that Europe got was 0.12% GDP, that's not so bad given all of the myriad factors, negative pressures, headwinds as economists call them, that had been facing Europe and the global economy. So if Europe can survive 2022 with at most a slowdown, that must be good for the rest of the world. I mean, geez, the US and its labor market data, maybe we really should look at those things. But how would we know the difference? How would we know if the slowdown in Europe has stopped or if the slowdown in Europe is not going to slow down and is going to continue on into negative numbers. Well, as I said, politicians and central bankers have their econometric models, which are worth, use, uh, worse than useless. They're worthless. Again, I can say words. Um, so they, they see consumer price pressures coming down as a positive sign that the worst is behind, whereas you might look at consumer price pressures falling and diminishing as the, the, the demand destruction that markets had been, in particular had been worrying about all along. And along those lines, yesterday, uh, Statistisches Bundesamt, I can't say that, whatever, the status in Germany, the German government reported GDP in that country. Now, again, the German government projection said 2023 will be slow, but not recession. 2022, however, ended with a negative number in GDP. It wasn't a big one, but it was 0.2%, which meant an annual rate of nearly minus 1%, which obviously that's the worst since the early part of 2021. We keep comparing these economic data, this economic data in Europe with COVID lockdowns. And as you'll see in a moment, that should, that should have scared the pants off of politicians and economists, not reassure them. So Germany's GDP, it was negative, it was low, but still, you can still make the case that based on that data alone, there really isn't anything more to be worried about, especially if prices are coming down. The, lack, the pre less, less energy price pressures on businesses as well as consumers, maybe that will give the European and German economy enough room to breathe. And as it breathes, it can finally let out and expand and begin to recover. The opposite side of that is that the German economy, as prices were going up, the European economy, as prices were going up, the US economy, the Chinese economy, Japanese economy, as prices were going up, they already went up too far and the damage is already done. That is the counterpoint 
to the soft landing fever. It is the antidote to the soft landing fever. If you think that when consumer prices turned around, they did so not because central banks engineered a, a, a soft landing ahead of us, but because the economy and prices went too far above, too far ahead, too painful, that it created the worst case scenario, which is demand destruction. And we absolutely do see that. And we absolutely do see it in Europe. And we absolutely even more see it in Germany. Again, German finance minister, Mr. Habeck says, I see the German economy as being resilient. He should have, he should have chatted with the status again before writing that report. Because earlier today, the German government reported on retail sales in that country, which were shockingly horrible. I'm serious. I mean, we use that term a lot. In fact, probably use it too much. But in this case, like a lot of cases recently, shockingly horrific retail sales number, that, that those words actually apply in this situation. According to the German government's preliminary estimates, these can be revised, but even if they're revised a lot, it still won't make much difference here. When you, You'll see in a minute. Nominal retail sales in Germany down 4.8% month over month. That is seasonally adjusted in December, almost 5% less than November. 5% less than November. And we thought the Christmas shopping season here in the United States was bad. This is just horrific. And remember, December was the month when consumer price pressures were abating. They were falling. Germans should have been happy. They should have been out there spending. They should have been doing things that make the German government's forecast valid. Instead, they were doing the opposite. In real terms, adjusted for prices, retail sales in Germany fell by 5.3%. And as you can see clearly on any chart, that's a cliff dive in consumer spending. It's the type of consumer spending retail sales number that we've only seen, only seen in early January, in January 2021 or April of 2020. Lockdown months. German retail sales crashed in December in a way that we would associate previously with the country can be being completely locked down. But there were no lockdowns in December of 2022. So what is going on here? Is it likely that that's the worst and the worst is behind us? Especially since you see the trend here. The trend in German retail sales began to start it really started to flatten out in real retail sales going back to 2021, which suggested that's where that's where the, the difference and the deviation between nominal and real really began, which told you that from the very beginning, companies were not being able to pass along all the, all the costs to consumers. And then in March of 2022, when prices really surged in Europe as elsewhere, that really changed. It changed in the same in the respect that the same situation, but it got so much worse since March through December. Real retail sales in Germany are down over nine percent. That's way worse than real retail sales had performed during the so-called Great Recession 15 years ago. How can that be? Is it is it really the case that Germany and Europe's economy is resilient here? Or 
have governments and central bankers become too impatient and are declaring er, declaring victory way, way, way too soon. And as Maersk said back in November, they said, we see Europe as close to recession and the United States not far behind. So focusing on Germany, specifically Europe and German economy, retail sales in this case, what it tells us is that consumers are not resilient. Consumers have been incredibly pressured to the point where they may be starting to buckle. Maybe that the best way to illustrate that point is in the annual comparisons. Because year-over-year -year retail sales in Germany, they were still up 4.2% despite the big drop in December. So 4.2% more in December of 2022 compared to December 2021. But real retail sales were down 6.4%. So again, we see in Germany, as many places around the world, Germans paid... 4% more during Christmas season to get 6% less stuff. The implications of that are not strictly about consumer spending and retail sales. That is going to manifest itself in all sorts of harmful second and third order effects throughout Germany, Europe, and the global economy. But these things take time. The German government got impatient, declared victory when... Maersk, seeing the data, seeing not just the data, seeing their own business and how things were trending inside that company, said, we see recession, as did the markets. Because remember, talked about unprecedented German curve inversion all the way back in September. That didn't go away. That got much, much worse. When? At the end of October, but really November heading into December. The markets had warned, Germany in particular, that December, November and December was likely to be what we are now seeing it to be. And the markets are now saying that that was not the end of it, that was not the worst of it, that was merely the beginning. So governments around the world, impatient as they are, recency bias, the recession hasn't happened, therefore it can't happen, all of those wrong positions are feeding into this soft landing fever that is, it's again, it's, it doesn't exist in reality. And when you look at the data, especially in, in, in light of what markets have been telling us, it cures you of your soft landing fever really quickly. And as I said before, this is not just about Germany. This is not just about Europe. Because if you think that Europe, the U.S. labor data, China reopening, all these things are positive, and it turns out they're not, which is kind of what we're being told, then soft landing becomes something else entirely, which is the implication of what we see from Europe and specifically Germany today. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. As always, thank you very much for joining me. Huge, huge, sincere thank you to Eurodollar University members as well as our research subscribers. Until next time, take care.